Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And I think uh, society as we know it is over. Yeah, this is like our, I guess, I don't know if you call us our third official like quarantine podcast, our second, our fourth. I don't know. It depends on which zero with if you're Chris. <laughs> they all blend together. It depends on which co-host you're talking to. Right. Because some of us have been stuck inside and some of us have to go to work still. <laughs> right. I, I've been inside for way too long. I've forgotten what the sun looks like or how to interact with people. You know, my wife snuck up on me the other day and I bit her because I, I just didn't know what a human was anymore. Yeah, no biting. That's what they say. You're not supposed to do that. The CDC recommends don't bite people. Did you mean? Did you guys see the the police report or the the news article that some guy in Florida broke out of the hospital with coronavirus and bit somebody and killed them? Like and his like, name, like Michael full, Tedesco, like a full on zombie attack. <laughs> No, I didn't see that. Are you sure this is a real story and not one of these? It's, it's is a, it the news that may, may or may not be real? No, it's it's 100% <laughs> a hundred percent. Is it the news? Is a real question here? <laughs> is, no, this this, is, a, is this the news? <laughs> uh, no, I did not hear that. I'm not overly surprised because it is Florida, but you never it is know. Florida. Yeah. yeah. Let Let me find it real quick. Hang on. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> but while Tud's looking that up, how's everybody dealing with their their cages? Uh, all right. I mean, uh, my dog is both keeping me sa- sane, yet somehow also driving me crazy because <laughs> she's she's demanded a lot of energy, a lot of attention when I'm home. And today I wanted to take a nap, but she wanted to not take a nap, so we ended up going for a long walk instead, which is probably better. It's the opposite but, of a know. nap. Yeah, the exact opposite of a nap. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I haven't. I haven't interacted with society much um this is this is my coronavirus time story what i did was i went to i walked downtown whitefish which is it's about three miles away and uh you know it was weird it was like like you said the apocalypse is everything is closed everybody has a sign on the front door saying you know sorry we were closed and they all you know have different dates when they decided to shut down but then uh I did decide I wanted to make the trip worthwhile. The liquor stores are still open. So I pureled my hands, walked in, bought a bottle of gin, a bottle of rum, some tonic, put it in my backpack, walked home, re-pureled my hands immediately, wiped them all down with bleach solution. So no germs went in or out of that store. Totally fine. (laughs) I mean, luckily it is alcohol, so... You know, it is alcohol. Germs, germs aren't gonna be able to stick to it anyway. That's right. And I'm not just putting my my t- gin bottle to my mouth anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing gin wrong. If there's one thing I know about gin, <laughs> you're supposed to swig it from the bottle. <laughs> just, just chug it. Yeah. So here's the proper story, guys. Uh, it's actually a Tennessee man. COVID nineteen. Tennessee man in home quarantine runs out naked, bites old woman to death. <laughs> Well, I mean, unless you're the old woman's family, then I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they find that as funny as we possibly find it. Uh, we probably lost the listener there. <laughs> that old... It'd be funnier if she didn't die. We could all agree on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't. Mean, hopefully that means that we're not turning, or that doesn't mean we're turning into zombies. Right. Maybe he had coronavirus plus the flu, and that makes you a zombie. I, I feel like this is how World War Z started. I think you're right. 
Yeah, I remember like, reading about that in a future history book. I do remember like all these zombie stories, and I'm like, there's no way that it just like would spread this like this like fast, and then the, the response from the government would be this bad, and it's like this is so unrealistic. <laughs> now that I'm living here, I'm like, oh, okay, I see it, I get it now. There's some truth in the yeah. Walking Dead comics, huh? Yeah, right. Interesting. Just just wait for like six months from now when we're all you know living together in a in an abandoned prison. Yeah, right. <laughs> trying we to gotta f- find a state to meet up in. Trying to farm, right? I think we go to Montana because there's less people there. Oh, okay, it's true. That's a good point. Yeah, North Carolina finally did a stay at home order, and it's basically like unless. You have to go to grocery shopping or do this or do that or do this or do that. And I'm like, so basically just keep doing what we were doing. Everything. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's what Connecticut is. Is it's, it's a stay home, stay safe order. It's not a, a manual shelter in place order. So basically they want you to stay home and shelter in place. But if you need to do anything, including go to like Home Depot, you're more than free to do that. Yeah, that's kind of how it is here. And my work is deemed essential, so... I get to I get to go to work. <laughs> well, you have to build those submarines, man. That's right. Yep, and sell them to the coronavirus government. I mean, American government. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so have you guys done anything cool with your quarantine time? Have you like maybe set up your home office correctly now, or bought a new chair, or done anything anything like that? Uh, no, you're putting too much. I already told you the one thing I did. And that was like a long <laughs> walk. <laughs> no, I don't know. This is, I work from home sometimes already. So for me, this was not too much of a transition, but uh, I have done nothing around the house now. Just played a bunch of Animal Crossing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done anything. I'm, I'm debating buying a new desk chair because I don't mm. like this chair. You know what I have been doing? Drinking more beer. Yes, oh, yeah? I've noticed that that is a side effect of sitting at home a lot more. <laughs> So, in honor of what I've been doing, I think we should drink more beer. <laughs> I, that sounds good to me. Cool. I mean, I guess I'll go first after that awesome lead-in. Yeah, transition power. So, um, after last week's episode where I claimed that I was putting a quarantine on my uh, no beer buying streak, I uh, went out and I bought some beer. Rest in peace, uh <laughs> Tud's Tud's empty closet. I, I promise you almost existed. I promise once the quarantine is lifted across the country that I will then lift the quarantine on me buying beer. You're, it's going to be like the exact opposite of, of the running out of toilet paper. It's, you're going to stock up. You're going to stock up on beer before the quarantine lifts. <laughs> so and then and then the quarantine is going to be over and everybody's not going to be able to find beer because Tud has bought it all. I have right. It all. So this week I went out um, to support a local brewery and I swung by Alvarium out of New Britain, Connecticut to pick up what th- what is called King Cluster. So I believe that oh, I've that's talked a cool about, looking can. I believe that I've talked about uh, Cluster Nutter on the podcast before, which is a peanut butter porter. Well, they took that cluster, they took the Cluster Nutter and they put it in a bourbon barrel and aged it uh, with salt, vanilla, and other natural flavors, as well as obviously it's a peanut butter porter in a bourbon barrel. So this has been really hard to find. Um, you have to order it in advance from their website, and it sells out in a minute because uh, they're only releasing 90 cases a day, and you can only buy four four packs at a time. And so people just go on there, and if you can get it within a minute, you, you can have some. So it took me a couple days to, to win this four pack, so I went out and I got it. 
Uh, 90 cases selling in one minute is very impressive. There must be a lot of demand for this brewery. This uh, this is like their like like their most popular beer. The Cluster Nutter beer is fantastic. Um, they also do a a PB and J Cluster Nutter as well, which is peanut butter and jelly. Uh, <laughs> that's what PB and J. In case you didn't right, know okay. what PB and J, I was for. very yeah. confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, pork but no, that description and... sounds incredible. Yeah, it's it. I hopefully it's going to be delicious. Of let's try it. What kind of beer was it? It's a peanut butter. It's a bourbon barrel aged peanut butter porter. Ooh, nice. Wow, it's bad. Sounds no, it's bad. it's really good. You guys should really try this. Yeah, just pour some, pour some on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it tastes like I'm just drinking straight peanut butter out of a bourbon barrel. It's just so good. That does not sound good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's very light. It's I, I don't actually know why this is considered a porter. Maybe because it's ten percent alcohol. Right. So wouldn't that make it a stout? But you just said it was light. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know the. the you know, going back to the the conversation we had long, long ago, there's really right. no difference between a porter and a stout. It's just basically what they want to it's call just it in your imagination, right? Right. So, just like an IPA and a double IPA, correct? It's right. Just, just whatever they want to call it. Um. No. So this is it's it's ten percent ABV. Um. You know, on the on the first bit of the taste, you get nothing but peanut butter cup flavor, a uh, little bit of chocolate, a little bit of peanut butter, deliciousness, and then as as it. As you breathe, you taste some of that bourbon barrel effect happening as well. So you get a nice little blend of peanut butter with some chocolate and some bourbon. Um, I don't really taste the vanilla. Uh, it does taste a little salty afterwards once uh, once it's been out in your mouth for a little bit. It's This is an amazing beer. Um, I'm really happy that I was able to, to get this. Now I wish I had more. Um, it's made with, te- by the way, it's made with a local New England uh, peanut butter company, Teddy's Peanut Butter. I was told. Nice. I was told by the people at the brewery what they do is they order gallons upon gallons of peanut butter from Teddy's, and Teddy's trucks it down, and then when it's sitting in the bright tank, all the peanut butter kind of floats to the bottom of the tank, and once they're done brewing this beer, they have to like literally get in there and like scoop the peanut butter out with their hands because it just gets otherwise so... it clog up the valves and stuff at the bottom. Right. And it, wow. The reason they don't brew it very often is because it's a very labor intensive beer to make. Mm. I just envision someone like scuba tank like into one of the big huge bright tanks that you see at breweries. <laughs> just like and there you go. Chris is like Chris is realizing now that if that he's made the wrong career choices in life because he didn't <laughs> end up with that job. I'm not the beer scuba guy. <laughs> that, that that is life goal. There you go. You should just go for that go for that. Uh, no, this is I'm I'm I can't stop drinking it. Can't stop, won't stop. Well, but, in between sips, could you t- take a, a, a quick break and tell us what you think? Yeah, so beer? you know, I think that this. I'm going to give this a four seven five. Damn, wow. very I think, rare. I think you're like. I think your last three beers are like four seven five, four five, four seven five. I've been drinking good beer. I guess so. I can't. I I think I've been drinking. Well, last week was a cocktail. Oh, but you did. I Ashlon, gave it a four and a half. Ashlon yeah, and then with I, Jenna, and then beer something. I don't know. Anyways, been drinking good he stuff. He just—he's been dra- emptying out the uh, the closet for too long. He needed a reprieve and to get some good fresh beer. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this is um, everybody in Connecticut should be going on to alvariumbeer.com and attempting to buy a four pack of this. You have to wake up at eight a.m. or you have to be on the the website at eight a.m. to to purchase it, and you have to buy it by eight o one. 
I recommend using Apple Pay or Google Pay to pay for it. Um, yeah, this is a 475 for me. I'm going to guess that the I'm going to guess the untapped diverse has rated it. I'm going to say 441. It's a 451 is the untapped diverse mm. rating. Wow. I was close. Wow. And uh yeah. It says here you rated it a four and a half uh yesterday. Oh we could so- cut this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one just is a little bit better. Yeah, it aged that one day of aging. No, so uh so now that I've done my my rating, I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this over to Chris. What are you drinking? All right. So I'm drinking a stout as well. Well actually it's a stout. So a stout. And this comes from a little brewery uh, in Aberdeen, North Carolina called Railhouse Brewery. Um, I saw there, they did a mixed six pack uh, and it was all six different beers. It was pretty cool. Uh, I don't see a lot of breweries do that. So it, it hooked me and I drank four of the six already. And I've been very pleasantly surprised with how good the beer has been. A um, couple pale, a pale ale IPA, I think a maybe just a regular Pilsner or something like that, but I can't remember what the other one was. But uh, for a brewery I've never heard of that clearly is does small, it seems seems to be a small operation just from quick quick research. Uh, I'm I was pleasantly surprised. So I have their Mastiff Oatmeal Stout. It's it's got a doggy on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's in. T- intentionally light in body compared with traditional stouts so so i have a really heavy quarter and you have a really light (laughs) stout yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is six and a half percent alcohol um i mean it's still uh, i'm gonna say it's like nine million srm it's like it's not as black as some of the other beers that we've had on the podcast no yeah it didn't look like it yeah i mean like you can't see through it but it's not pitch pitch black um but yeah so uh oatmeal stout we're gonna see how it is and um another cool army uh veteran owned brewery and it's actually founded in december 2010 so this has been around for almost 10 years now wow yeah that's a that's an og yeah really yeah that's that's a lot longer than i thought (laughs) so anywho let's see got a good smell to it like a nice like almost nutty smell to it um would you say oatmeal never (laughs) i'll never say that (laughs) walnut peanut Cashew? What are we talking here? Grape nut. Grape nuts are gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Just nut, assorted, mixed nut. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like someone <laughs> you stuck your nose in a big bowl of mixed nuts. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Never go to the bar with Chris. It's instantly he puts his nose in the nut in the nut bowl. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks much more like a porter than a stout. Yeah, and um, it's it's good. Uh, it's definitely, it is very light, um, very sessionable beer here. It's, it's not heavy. It's not heavy at all. Uh, very easy drinking. Uh, you get a lot of your stereotypical oatmeal stout flavors. Just they're, they're a little lessened. Um, not a lot of added sweeteners in this, uh, pretty straightforward, but there's, there's a little bit of like a smokiness to it, which I'm kind of, kind of digging right now. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a good, good little beer. Um, another solid one from Railhouse Brewery. So Railhouse, when you listen to this, which I assume you already do, right. um, you're, you're officially on the list once the Corona goes away, but 
yeah, no, it's a very, very solid, um, solid oatmeal stout. It's just really easy to drink. Just, you know, you got that smokiness. It tails off to like a slight oatmeal stout, stereotypical oatmeal stout flavor. And, and then you're just, you're not really left with a huge like aftertaste it's or anything. Clean like that. finish. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a solid beer. Um, I'm going to give this a three, seven, five, which I think I've given just about everything in the six pack. Uh, I haven't, I've been pleasantly surprised by it. So it's a, it's a solid, it's a solid brewery overall then. It's a three, seven, five brewery. Yeah. Which is, that's a, that's a good brewery. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, for just walking down the local food lion and seeing it on the shelf, I was like, eh, six new check-ins. Why not? <laughs> So it kind of kind of roared at you from the food lion food case. No, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I'm gonna say, let me see, uh, the Untappedverse. I don't think is gonna like it as much as I do. I think I'm gonna say it's a three five three. Very 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 close. Damn. Damn. So out of seven thousand one hundred and fifty one check-ins, holy crap! It is a three five six. Damn. Ooh. Oh, man. When you said 3-5, I was like, oh, oh, we're oh, getting there. shoot. Damn. All right. Well, yeah, I, I figured I figured as much. Um, plus 7,000 check-ins more than I thought. So I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. Watch, they're going to be like the biggest brewery in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, but, but no, another solid offering. Railhouse Brewery in Aberdeen, Washington. When you're allowed to go outside, go there. No, not Aberdeen, Washington. Oh, wait. I it's, think it's no, Aberdeen. It's not, no, it's Aberdeen, not Daniel, Car- Aberdeen, it's not Daniel Bryan. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would I say Washington? But it's because of Daniel Bryan. 100%. <laughs> wait. Who's Daniel Bryan? He's a wrestler. And he's from he's Aberdeen, from Aberdeen. Washington. He's okay. from Aberdeen, Washington. That's I've been what, to Aberdeen, Washington before. Did you go to Daniel Bryan's... Home? I did not. Oh, no. You missed it. I, I missed that. Yeah. It's like a, it's a historical site, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing in Aberdeen, Washington over? I was there for work a couple years ago. Yeah. It's, they have the sub base in, in Kitsap County. Hmm. Wait, you built, you built submarines too, just like Chris? I used to. Not anymore. Yeah. I He actually got fired because I took his job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> He was just that much better at building them than me. <laughs> so, Chris, I don't know if you know where Aberdeen, North Carolina is, but it's not close to you. North Carolina is probably very, coastal. Yeah. It is not. It's north of, it's west of Fayetteville and north of Laurenburg, but east of Charlotte. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, duh. it's obviously. It, yeah, right. obviously. Well, Fayetteville. Now we all know where it is. Well, Fayette, <laughs> Fayetteville is a pretty big city. <laughs> well, at least now we know that exactly where Aberdeen, North Carolina is. But anywho. I want I want to see how far it would take you to get there or how long it would take. Two how hours would... and nine minutes. Two hours? Yep. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. And North Carolina is a very long state. So not as long as Montana, but no, still no. <laughs> still long though. <laughs> still long. It's like Lo- Pennsylvania long. Yeah. Longer than Connecticut, that's for sure. You can get anywhere true. as we all know, you can get anywhere in Connecticut in an hour. Yeah, pretty much. So, anyways, Obert, what do you what do you have for us tonight? All right. So this week we return to my beer in the north series here. Oh, that was a total crisp pour here. But uh, yeah, this is a beer all the way from Toronto, Canada. The hell is that noise? Is that your beer? Yeah, that's the head on this beer. 
This is called Grandma's Boy, and it's a wild ale blend with Niagara Shiro plums from Bellwoods Brewery out of Toronto. Cool. Mm. Yeah. So even though it's from the north, it's far, far east from here and probably a little bit south, but that's okay. It's, it's more like my neck of the woods. It is, for sure. Um, but yeah, this one looks really interesting. It's a 2018 release, 5.8% alcohol. Um, smells really, really incredible for a sour. I get, yeah, those, those, str- uh, you get the golden straw aroma. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, those wild yeast notes for sure. I'm surprised that it's. I mean, I guess plums aren't red, but I'm surprised that it's not red because for some reason, when I think of plums, I think of them being red. Yeah, I don't know what shiro plums are. Maybe they're a different color than regular plums. You know, icy fruit nowadays, it's like whatever color it wants to be. You know, they got purple <laughs> carrots now. <laughs> they got they got everything. You know. That plum identifies as a plum. It may not be an actual plum, but that's its identity. It might not be plum colored. Who knows? It could just be plum colored and maybe they somehow get all that out because, yeah, this is very much a pale yellow, uh, hazy, wild, yeasty, unfiltered beer. Um, I definitely get the sweetness of the plums on the in the aroma. Um, let's, dig, let's dig in here. Wow. It's very sweet. It's like um, very tangy. You know... Um, the episode of The Office when they join Saber and they all get the metal water bottles and they drink orange juice orange out of juice them. Out of them. Yeah. <laughs> the local Scott's like, like drinking a battery. Yeah. That's <laughs> this is my first just like immediate pucker for sure. That's good though. I Very always sweet, like solid pucker. I always like when wild ales are actually sour. I hate when you get a wild ale and it's not sour. On the on the sour scale, this is like just like one tick below Warhead. Whatever that is so four. Oh wow <laughs> nice it's like right up my alley then i love super sour beers yeah it kind of overwhelms the rest of the palate though it's really hard to review because i don't really get much else flavor wise than the sourness which you know maybe it doesn't need to be anything else than that but i don't like i said i don't get a lot of the plum flavor just very sweet and very sour and uh super super bubbly you guys heard me pouring it earlier right very effervescent is it like champagne bubbly? More Alka-Seltzer bubbly. <laughs> so on a bubble scale, it's like a like an eight? Yeah. No, yeah, they're very tiny bubbles like you would see in champagne. That's not a bad analogy, but they kind of cling to the top to kind of leave that little bit of a, just that little bit of a head on top. So we could talk real quick about the, the label. Pretty simple design. Something that I, I reached for, though, when I was picking up all of these beers on my trip through Canada. And... uh yeah, it just looks like a little white doily they put on the on the front. It's kind of what if, I thought your your homemade uh, coasters were going to look like. I know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if they got the name from the movie Grandma's Boy or what, but uh, it's pretty tasty. I would definitely try and check out Bellwood's Brewery if I'm ever in Toronto again. Uh, I'd like to s- s- explore more of their offerings or I'll have to have you go, Ted, as, as the closest one. It's, last time I was in last time I was in Toronto was with Chris, so it's still kind of far away. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Not that long ago. 2015. So just five years. Not a big deal. That's crazy. Yeah. Um What were you there for? Rush concert. Oh. That's right. You saw sat- Rush in in their homeland. Oh yeah. We yeah. did. Yeah, it was awesome. We had awesome floor seats too. I don't even remember what row, but it was definitely like under twenty. I say it was in the teens. Yeah, that's but, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, 
That was the last time. Last time I think both of us saw them live. Was that before or after the Boston show? Because we went to the Boston show too, like a week. I don't remember if it was a week before or a week after. Right, right. But uh, anyway, Anywho. back to the beer. I'm gonna. This is this is solid. Um, like I said, it's kind of uh, what's the word? Monotone, but for one flavor, mono flavor. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of complexity, but I still enjoy it. So I'm gonna give it a four point out. Wow, oh, wow. I Means Chris and I would give it like a four and a half. Right, five. And so yeah, again, this is Grandma's Boy from Bellwoods Brewery, and I'm gonna guess that the rating for this guy. It's gonna come in at a three nine three. So you said this was sh- with Shiro plums, correct? Correct. So this beer is new. Well, um, this is the twenty eighteen bottle, so I don't know how new it is. <laughs> it's, it's brand new bottle. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, there it is. Niagara Shiro plums. Okay, I was confused. They threw Niagara in there. Oh, because it. they put Niagara. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't. I read Niagara, and I was like, that's it. I'm done. Okay, and you guessed what? A 393, I think I said. Ooh, another close guess. 399. Ooh, so. man. It's funny, because I was like, I almost said 4.0, and I'll guess the average is a 4.0. But then I'm like, nah, I got I to gotta mix it up a little. Right. How but, often uh, is it actually? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, sounds like the people think exactly what you think. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. They have really cool glassware. Oh, yeah? Oh, Ted's on their website now. Or are you on their no, website? I went to Untapped, and somebody took a picture with it. But it's a it's a tulip glass with bells on it. That, that are, is cool. That are yeah, that's the same logo down. that's on their beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I, I like it. Nice. Glassware gets a 4.75 out of 5. I got to go to... Um, <laughs> on the glass scale. We have to drive scale. up to Buffalo for a wedding this summer, you know, assuming that there's no quarantine come August. So maybe we'll take the extra two-hour drive and drive to Toronto. There you go. Very cool. And now I'll go buy one of these glasses. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but a lot of the breweries in my area at least have uh, begun doing like virtual happy hours where you basically log virtual on to- Virtual fa- happy hour? Yeah. So you log on to like Facebook Live and like the brewers are, you know, because they have to be at the place to, to brew the beer and can the beer and sell the beer. Um, They're basically broadcasting- you know them drinking beer and like t- and like reading Facebook comments and talking to the the people who actually want to be like online in their Facebook feed uh, about you know just life in general and just having like stupid funny conversations with people while just drinking beer and uh, eating some local food from local restaurants. So it's kind of like a combination of like what Chris does on Twitch when he streams gaming with like a brewer Q and A with just a hangout sesh. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, on Friday, I jumped into Labyrinth's uh, virtual happy hour, and it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was kind of cool to see them, you know, sitting around drinking some beer, answering some questions, uh, whether it was brewing related or if it, you know, we were people were talking about who like their favorite superhero was, what uh what superpower they would want to have, you know, weird stuff like that. They were also you know asking requests from the mug club members about like what color mug they wanted next year and other things. Just basically just having a fun time. And trying to, to lighten the mood in this era of darkness. That's that's a cool idea. No, I haven't seen that. Um, but uh, who knows? Maybe I should recommend it to some of the local breweries near me to do something like that. Yeah, that that is pretty awesome. I, I actually, I think you stole a page out of their book because I got a Zoom phone call the other day from Tud. <laughs> yep. Actually, Obert did too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and yeah. we were... 
we were virtually playing Animal Crossing while a couple wives were hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised we didn't go for Skype because that is how we normally call each other. Right. That, it is true. I just seemed I had Zoom on my phone for something else and I was like, oh, let's try it out. Yeah, I think it, well, a lot of the world is getting acquainted to uh, these these video conferencing apps. Right. Um, and we've been doing it for a year and a half already. That's right. That's right. We are talking about how we were ahead of the curve last episode. That's right. Take that, coronavirus. Yeah, we don't need a coronavirus to drink alone together. We just have a podcast. <laughs> we've, we've been doing this for a lot longer than some stupid virus. Some virus has been around. So um, in order to escape reality, why don't we do you know a couple states out of our uh, While We Traverse segment? Ooh. Our imaginary road trip? Yeah, and, yeah. And, well, I mean, this is the the era of doing things virtually. So let's uh, take our listeners that's, on a virtual tour. That is true. That, that is very that's true. Cool. Good, good point. Good point. Unfortunately, where we start off is not a virtual road trip for somebody on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder so, who that could be. <laughs> I wonder. It's a pretty big state, so maybe he can virtually travel like Bozeman. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so number 41 on the list is none other than Montana. Woo woo. So, so when you became a citizen of Montana, did did you know that they were the 41st state? I did not. Okay. No. Well, now you know. Now I know. We're number 41. <laughs> we're 41. I will say quick quick complaint I have about living in Montana. You know when you go to fill out forms online and ask you for your address, like I always Connecticut, I would just hit C three times and you'd go like California, Colorado, Connecticut. Done. Right. Yeah. Montana, there's like seven M yeah. states, and we're the last one. You can't do it. You can't just hit M seven times. You just gotta hit <laughs> you just gotta go to Nebraska and then up one. Anyway. <laughs> what are the Maryland, Montana? You got Maine, you got Massachusetts, you got Michigan. You got a lot of stuff. There Maryland, are a lot of M's. Minnesota, a lot of Mississippi, M's. Missouri. <laughs> a lot of M's. You can't just hit, hit M-O? Uh, no. I don't, well, sometimes that, it jumps to Oregon. to Oregon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Anywho. So, Montana, where are you at? I lost it. I was going up the house trying to read all the lists. Uh, so Montana is the third state on our list that has liquor license restrictions, which are given out based on a lottery system. If if that route seems too tedious, there are ways to privately buy them from another establishment, but they often go for a very high price. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is true. Um, and I think that's why we have so many breweries here, because it's easier to get a brewery license than a liquor license. So... Like, if you're going to open a new restaurant in Whitefish, all of the beer and wine and liquor licenses have already been claimed. So if you want to start a new restaurant, you have to buy out somebody else's license. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's how they control, like, the number of huh. establishments that sell liquor. I don't think it's a great system, but I think the the existing bars like it because it keeps their business high. It, yeah. It doesn't seem very good for new, innovative businesses. Right. Yeah. It keeps the old guys around. But uh, I already told you guys about my fun, my favorite Montana law, drinking law, which is that you can ride a horse home drunk. <laughs> and that was passed in 2012. I'm assuming that was not on this list on Chris's website. No, it was not because I just read it. It, it only gives you one fact, I suppose. <laughs> yes, it's only one fact. These are the best facts. Uh, the factiest facts, at least. Yeah. 
<laughs> Factiest facts. All right, 41 is Washington. I thought I was 41. I thought Montana was no, 41. Montana was 41, yes. 42. 42 is Washington. <laughs> counting is hard. It's okay. Count, counting does bad. Uh, <laughs> by the way, does anybody know what Washington's flag looks like? It's a, just a picture of the face of the guy, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Wait, exactly, really? Yeah. No, it's not. It's a green flag with a circle with George Washington's face in it, and around it says... Uh, the seal of the state of Washington. It's like a and, quarter, but with green. <laughs> yeah. If you were... Okay, take a green sheet of paper, put a quarter on it. That, that is the flag. <laughs> it really... Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. Anywho. You know how... So different highway... Different states have different, like, shapes for their highway signs. All of theirs are Washington's face. Or his, <laughs> not his face, his head. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> They're really big into George Washington. I mean, there. they were named after him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anywho. Uh, so no fun is to be had without permission from the proper authorities. In Washington, it is illegal for businesses with liquor licenses to play music, have dancing, or other forms of entertainment without first getting permission from the proper authorities. It is also a criminal act to destroy a beer bottle or cask. Which is like a really weird sentence to end that. that right. It seems with. like a very different law. <laughs> I don't think they're written like that in the Washington law book. Right. Yeah, that is, uh, it's almost like they wanted to put two facts in. And so they had to sneak it, sneak one at the very end. By the way, don't do this. Yeah. But you got to be careful. Like if you ever knock a, a bottle off of your table, like you could break laws. Uh, that is a good point. Be careful with all your glassware, folks. Yeah, maybe it's because people use it in in bar fights. You know. Oh yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. I think that'd be like assault with a deadly weapon, as opposed to <laughs> you broke a glass. <laughs> Cuff them. <laughs> it's just it makes bottle kids illegal. <laughs> all right. Next is Idaho, number forty-three. No, Utah. Because that comes next. Yeah, we, we jump from Montana west to Washington, and then we go back to the middle. That's right. I don't <laughs> this This crazy United States. Yeah. So, a few states, including Idaho, do not allow liquor licenses to be given out to more than one person for every 1,500 people. If you're looking to acquire a liquor license, be prepared to wait on a very long waiting list or pay a hefty price if purchasing someone else's license privately. So, kind of... In other words... <laughs> Yeah. The same exact law as Montana. Yeah, pretty much. But they phrased it differently to make the right. website lists sound better. Well, you, yeah, you have to you have to let Idaho grow by 1,500 people in order to get a new license. It's That's very right. expensive. It's very expensive because you have to have 1,500 kids. And then... Yeah. <laughs> and you got to put them all through college. Oh, <laughs> damn, I want to start a brewery. All right. Well, well. Time to have 1,500 kids. Yeah. That's right. Hopefully, I get triplets along the way. All uh, right. So... 44 this week is Wyoming, whose flag is just a buffalo. Another Montana neighbor. There you go. Yeah, we're, we're filling in that middle section. Yeah. Wherever. The whole the north, northwest north. there. Yeah, I'm there curious to know how how these states came to exist now that like I'm learning like the numbers that they came in, in a row. Like, Were they all Montana at one point, and then somebody <laughs> got pissed off and started Washington, and then somebody else got pissed off and started Idaho, and then somebody else got pissed off and started Wyoming? I like, like to think that like there was like 
everybody filed the same day, but like Montana got it in before Washington and they got it in before Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) They had to wait for the United States to grow by 1,500 people. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, 44 is Wyoming. Um, If you're not trying to go to jail for up to a year, then you better not let the authorities find you drunk in a mine. (laughs) Uh Oh, Oh, that's a bad place to be drunk. Not that sounds that, like a Montana is... law to me. <laughs> Not only that, but it is illegal to do business with an intoxicated person. Women cannot drink an alcoholic beverage while standing within five feet of a bar, nor are residents or visitors allowed to ski while drunk. Wait Phew. a second. So women can't drink at a bar? Not, Not within five feet of one. While standing within five feet of a bar. Whoa. That's so they, okay. It's like they All come right, in the Wyoming. establishment and they have to they're like go stand in the corner, drink your beer over there. It yeah. seems like it's like an old timey anti prostitution law. Like you know, like maybe they they would just pick up their jobs by walking up to the bar and chatting with people. And this was mm. like back when they first were writing all the laws down. They were like, how do we stop these hussies from soliciting men? Well, let's make them not walk into bars. <laughs> this is clearly their fault. Yeah. It's like a woman right. walks into a bar in Wyoming and gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Wyomingans right in cuz I'm very curious. Have you ever been arrested for drinking at a bar? Have they had to get the 5 foot stick out and yeah. p- poke whoa, you whoa, away. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're only you're only 4 feet and you know 11 inches. See the see the line on the tape on the floor. You got to back up, ma'am. <laughs> This is a men-only section. <laughs> men-only at the bar. Oh, boy. What a weird... That's a, yeah, that's, Wyoming, that might be the weirdest law that we've had. That that was we've had a some lot weird of ones. weirdness. That was but, a yeah, lot of weird. Yeah, I agree. That was a lot. So, All right. So number 45 is Utah. And Utah has a freaking paragraph. Cheese and rice. It's <laughs> a good one to end on, I suppose. I guess so. Well, we're, we're almost done. We're Moving almost done. south from Idaho and... and Wyoming, we got Utah here. <laughs> so Utah has a few that are worth mentioning. First, the Zion Curtain. Never heard of this before. Bartenders in restaurants that have opened after 2012 are required to mix drinks out of sight behind the Zion Curtain. But this does not apply to bars or clubs. If your friend wants a drink, they better come with you to the bar. One person is not allowed to order double the amount of drinks. It is illegal to have a drink in a restaurant. Oh, wait, sorry. Nope, read that one wrong. It is legal. (laughs) (laughs) It is legal to have a drink at a restaurant, but you must also order food at the same time. Lastly, it is illegal to serve or sell alcohol in an area that the governor deems in an emergency. Uh, So when they had their earthquake the other day, no alcohol. Or like if they they go under the state of emergency due to like COVID-19. Yeah. (gasps) Alcohol is gone. Yeah, Utah's the the notorious for having the strangest beer laws. Yeah, they have laws. the they have the three two law too, where no beer can be above three point two percent ABV. Is that well, still they, a thing? I, they, I they changed it, but I think yeah, you can't be if your beer is over like four percent alcohol, you have to sell it in like a separate section or like a separate store. Uh, yeah, they got a, cra- a lot of crazy beer laws there, and we just heard some of the craziest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it is still five five percent ABV is the is the thing now, but still that's not good enough. 
none of our no. beers that we drank on this week's podcast would be allowed to be, you know, for sale in a normal store in, in Utah. That's you know right. what? I'm curious now. Do we have listeners in Utah that, like, just live vicariously through us? They're like, oh, I wish we could drink that 10% oh, ABV porter. Sounds so, sounds so good. <laughs> I'm from Utah. This is what we talk like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we only have five states left. Next yeah, time we traverse will be the last. We'll be going almost, yeah, all the way done. up to Alaska and out to Hawaii. We're gonna have Spoilers. to. Uh, we have to find a new list. That's right. We'll have to figure something out. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll have to we'll have to find another one. But you know, while we traverse, it gets us out of the house. Around this, around, yeah, around it, the country. Now, granted, we didn't go very far this week. No, we did not go very far. Yeah, you could probably knock all five states off in just a few hundred miles. I mean, uh, more so than maybe the five, the first five we started with, but who knows? Anyway, so it's that time of the episode where we fill up our frosty mug with wisdom. It's got three handles on it. It's our three-handled frosty mug of wisdom. Where we each one of us tells you something that we're liking about the world, something we want to share with you, something we think you should check out, and. Um, I think I'll go. I'll go first this week. I I saw Todd had had sent a Snapchat about it, but uh, I'm gonna go with the the new Netflix series Tiger King. You guys watch this? I, I started to. I have not, but Dana has. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, I would say it's a CJ approved show because there's a lot of kitties on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so far. It's very, very, very weird. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go into any spoilers. Um, I think there's seven episodes. It's just like a true crime docuseries. Um, it takes place in Oklahoma on a, a tiger zoo, a big cat zoo. And the star of, of the series is his name is Joe Exotic. And he is quite the character. And, uh, as you introduce more and more characters, they just, it's just crazier and crazier people. And it all mixed up in a bunch of weird stuff. Um, but you know, I was I was just told to check out one episode. You watch one episode, you're like, okay, I'm hooked. I can finish this. So it's uh, only like four or five episodes, right? I think it's seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's quick, Chris. Just a random question because I know one of the characters on the show is from North Carolina. Who owns the zoo that you guys are like a member of? Not that guy. It's not Doc Antel. No, the guy that I that owns the zoo that we go to is running for public office right now. So okay. probably probably not him. Because I, I when I saw that the, that one of the guys was from North Carolina and he owned a zoo, I instantly was like, I wonder if it's the same zoo. Yeah, right. Spoiler alert: that also happens in this show. The the guy running the zoo decides to run for president and then for governor. Oh, so so maybe it is the oh, same maybe. guy. Okay, well who knows? <laughs> I don't think it's the same guy, but uh, anyway, check it out. All right, so I'm going to hand the Frosty Mug over to Tud this week for the middle handle. Perfect. So my handle this week is, it, I think it's very fitting for our show and for the times that we're going through. It's an app. It's called Drizzly. I don't know if you guys have used this app before, but what it is is I you have, can go actually. on. Oh, perfect. You can go on there and you can order beer to be delivered to your, your beer or liquor or all of it and wine to be delivered to your house. Um, So it's kind of like Grubhub or Uber Eats. For alcohol, it's booze hub. There you go. That that. There you go. Um, Pornhub, <laughs> Uber drinks. <laughs> it's um. Go. 
It's four ninety nine to use the service to get something to deliver to your house, and they will um the person will go out to the store, shop for you, and bring it to you. So if you really are against leaving your house at, for any cost, you can use you can use Drizzly to have your your liquor, beer, or wine delivered directly to your house, and uh, you can actually pick the liquor store that you shop from. So if you have a preferred uh, package store or liquor store, you can tell them to go there and buy the stuff from there. So just a cool little app to share during this time of quarantine where people may not want to leave their house. And I, real quick, I just want to say, if you're using these services, you should give these people a little extra tip for dealing with all of that craziness that's going on around there and the extra risk. Yeah, they're putting their life at risk to bring you alcohol or food or whatever have you. And so um, I'm going to hand the mug over to Chris. So yeah, my handle this week is a YouTube channel and like 34. 30- Five to forty percent of my handles, it is Pokemon related. I was never gonna. I was gonna say I never would have guessed. <laughs> but recently, all right. So is this YouTube channel teaching us how to breed weird colored Pokemon with different stats? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is even the samer. This yeah. is okay. This is even more unique. Over, they're gonna teach you how to breed normal Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the normal Pokemon with terrible stats. So, anywho. The the YouTube channel is called Leonhart, and all the guy does in these videos, for the most part so far, is open Pokemon cards and go through and like and you know will go through and like gets uh, show you all the Pokemon cards that he gets, and if he gets a rare, he'll show you he'll tell you how much how much it's worth, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The really cool thing is is he goes online or whatever or buys out collectors and he opens like base set packs or packs that are super old or super rare or super expensive um and i don't know why i truthfully have no idea why but it is just like the coolest thing right now (laughs) in your opinion no just it is i took a poll (laughs) a poll and one out of one people on this poll agreed it's the coolest thing 100 percent of the people no it's just like seeing him open these cards that i remember opening as a kid you know it it just over and over and over again it's just i don't know something about it it makes me want to collect pokemon cards dana says i can't but <laughs> but but yeah it's it's just it's pretty you just cool. got to get your son to want to get collect the cards that's the trick there you go cj wants them not me uh, but yeah for some I reason I like how you can blame it on the kid yeah that's what i do all the time like oh we bought cj a pokemon <laughs> but um but it's just it's a lot of fun watching him pull these cards and he knows way too much about these like uh like he bought a collector or he bought a collector out or something like that for like fifty grand, and, and like started opening these cards. It was it's just crazy how much how expensive some of these cards are. Like a booster pack of a certain set of cards is like six hundred dollars for a sealed booster pack. Wow, yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, so it, how do you? It, so I know we're gonna put the link in the show notes, but just for those of us who can't click on links, how do you spell Leon Hart? Uh, L E O N H A R T. Okay. So pop, pop that into YouTube or just go to our description, click the link in our show notes, and we'll bring you right to one of his videos. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So it's been my obsession the last like week. <laughs> <laughs>
And if you if you genuinely enjoy this handle, let us know in our Discord. Because there's no yeah. way that you're someone who likes collecting Pokemon card videos and you don't have a Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think that it's that the worst true. handle of the year so far, also go on Discord and post it there. I don't think it's the worst handle of the year so far. That is true. Obert gave us air as a handle. I did give you air as a... I gave you a chore that was also air. <laughs> And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, we'd like to thank the breweries that provided today's beer. I will go first with thanking Alvarium for their King Cluster. Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Peanut Butter Cup Porter. That is a mouthful. You gotta hit a those of, consonants hard. A lot of words. <laughs> I'd like to thank Railhouse Brewery for their Mastiff Oatmeal Stout. With a big doggy on the bottle. Big doggo. Woof, woof. And I want to thank Bellwoods Brewery for their Grandma's Boy Wild Ale Blend with Niagara Shiro Plums. Please make sure that you're heading over to all social medias and following us at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you guys are all sitting at home, so I'm expecting a ton of emails next time we do the mailbag, so make sure that happens. Uh, also, make sure you're heading over to our Discord. Obviously, we just talked about that. I don't know we need to dive much more into that. Also, make sure that you guys are going over to your favorite podcast app and subscribing. It really helps. Also, go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. Um, the more ratings we get, the more people that find us, the more cool things we can do once we're out of quarantine. Todd, tell them about the hashtag. I was just getting to that. I know. This is the little fun dialogue to, to break it up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, while you're sitting at home, stuck in quarantine... Make sure that you are using the, the hashtag, hashtag drinking alone together and uh, posting your pictures to Instagram. And also make sure you tag us, just, you know, use a little at sign, DAWF podcast. That way we can add your story to our story and we can share the hashtag across the internet. And that so way everybody sees stories. it. And everybody will be pumped to be a part of the social media craze that's going to sweep the nation quicker than COVID-19. Yeah. Actually, we got a few today, I think. Um Brother of the pod, Brad, he he drank alone with us. He didn't drinking alone with us, but anyways, he drank alone together. But yeah, it counts. It counts. And uh, of course, a good friend, co-host of the pod, Jenna, she she was drinking juice. But hey, you don't have you don't have to be drinking anything. Alcoholic. Nowhere in the law, hashtag laws to say that. Yeah, you can. I mean, if you want to post it, hashtag drinking alone together with your morning coffee. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, you only know, if it's an Irish coffee. I mean, if, I you're, mean, put, no. if you're putting Bailey's <laughs> in that, that's that's that, that's up to you. I mean, you're sitting at home in front of your computer anyways, unless your name is Chris and you have to actually go, go to real work. work. Yeah. Um, also, make sure you're heading over to Patreon and subscribing to that as well. We ha- we're going to have a whole or we have a whole bunch of bonus content up there. We're adding more as it goes along. Um, so just make sure you're going to do that, too. It helps a lot. It helps uh, pay for the podcast and do all that cool stuff. So go and do that as well. With that, my name is Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I'm pretty sure that your zoo is Doc Antel's zoo. <laughs> no. It is not. It is CJ's favorite place on earth. I mean, you can still like the zoo, even though it's owned by Doc Antel. Sorry, his connection is a little bit of a